0: Welcome back to another episode of the 909 Podcast. Subscribe and share if you like the content. We're on Spotify and Google Podcasts with links in our show description. V-shaped, parabolic, flat, pear. Guess what those are? Besides being ways to describe waistlines and backs and bottoms, everyone is venturing the near impossible task of trying to predict the curve of economic recovery in a post-pandemic world. The Gospel I follow, which is the World Economic Forum, has much to say on the subject of economic recovery since it bears the word in its name. And there's interesting thoughts emerging here even if you don't consider what the World Economic Forum has to say, or the pandemic, or how we come out of it. Towards the end of 2019, narratives that dominated our consciousness on the economic front were more around isolating trade. China and America going back and forth, then there was the whole Brexit problem and what happened to trade with the UK versus the rest of Europe. What's clear now is the only curve that matters is the rate of infection. Unless we flatten that and bring it to zero, the inherent risk in opening up economies by virtue of trade or tourism and thereby exposing populations to the virus will always remain. According to Pascal Lamy, President of the Paris Peace Forum and the French Committee of the Pacific Economic Cooperation Council, and Eduardo Pedrosa, the Secretary General for the Pacific Economic Cooperation Council based in Singapore, there is a path that isn't binary. It isn't completely locked on or completely trade and move freely. They talk of the immunity passport being seriously considered especially for folks in the international transportation segment. And the proposal is a digital age equivalent of the WHO yellow card based on blockchain that secures data. Now, what is the WHO yellow card, you ask? It's an International Certificate of Vaccination, an ICV. It's usually placed within a passport and serves as a medical passport to an extent. Like I opined in an earlier episode, Lamy and Petrosa also believe a new institution has the opportunity to arise at this time. The League of Nations came out of the destruction of the First World War. Out of the Second World War, the UN appeared and the Bretton Woods institutions. From the Asian financial crisis was the ASEAN plus three. And after the global financial crisis, the G20 was elevated to a summit level. While that looked at what changes could be made to restart in a manner that is safest at mitigating the risk, Sharon Burrow, the General Secretary for the International Trade Union Confederation based out of Brussels in Belgium, believes the very nature of our social contract needs to change to become more inclusive and sustainable over the long term. Not that I am anyone important, but I am inclined to agree. I covered this in an earlier episode where I spoke about the rate of consumption in the world. And it's alarming how much of the Earth's resources we actually consume before it can replenish itself. That said, the need for stronger systems around work that benefit more than just a few sectors is the call of the hour. The past global financial crises have pointed out that liquidity was something banks needed to focus on. This pandemic is showing us that operating capital is more important than ever. Lots of industries are struggling. The airlines in particular are in for a tough time as demand and consumer confidence are restored. If they ever go back to their pre-COVID days, I know we'd all be happy, but then again, that's what got us here in the first place. That said, the plight of airlines is crazy all around the world if you really think about it. I have covered this in an earlier episode, but just a quick update. The Indian aviation sector is looking for a $2.5 billion bailout from the government and the government is currently looking at restarting the economy, taking on China and keeping a virus in check. It's a lot to deal with for them. The thing is, Shannon Burrow talks about a new social contract that enables equality among classes across nations, which is interesting and something worth exploring in a future episode. It goes to what Keynes actually explored during the Bretton Wood conference. He talked about a new world order which was based on The haves and have nots reaching parity, and I'll come to it definitely because it's something that really fascinated me more than a decade ago when I first learned of it. And it's still something I look to every so often whenever I'm thinking about the order of financial institutions and trade across the world. Anyway, back to the future of work. Epidemiologists believe that after the wave of infections we have seen, it will be smaller volcanoes that explode across the world for the foreseeable future. And for what it's worth, Wuhan was a volcano, one that took over the world. So it's not really possible to live in a state of eternal lockdown. What's needed is a social contract that ensures better financial security for all, a more environmentally conscious consumption pattern, more access to better healthcare, and better information management and dissemination more importantly. In a sense, a virtual utopia at this point, given the state of affairs today in the world. My point of view is simple, it's phenomenally easy to preach when you're not uncomfortable. I found it remarkably easy to explore my hobbies, focus on myself and strike the best balance of work and life through a period of extended turmoil. When I do recite the story of my life during the great lockdown of 2020, I'll be the first to admit I wasn't extremely uncomfortable. The media did a lot to tell me about how many people were out there who were actually uncomfortable. And that left me feeling grateful. Not privileged, I'm grateful. For the opportunity my organisation has offered me and I went through some of the motions a lot of us have felt at this time. I felt uncomfortable when things started, I reached out to a lot of people and bonded. I worked to the point of overworking, 16 hours a day was the norm and I crammed in even a few hours on the weekend. Addictive tendencies came to the fore. In a different way, I rediscovered running, so very quickly I was doing half marathons until I had severe tendinitis in my Achilles. After oscillating wildly between varying moods and tendencies, I've arrived at a rational centre according to me anyway. And even in arriving at all this, I still know I'm privileged a little bit and I have to be grateful for it. And there are a lot of people out there that don't get to exercise and explore their hobbies and feelings the way I have had the privilege to at this point in time. So I'll do whatever I can to make things a little bit better. It's about making connections, showing you care a little, injecting humour into everyday and living and laughing and learning a little more. All while believing that there are those out there that don't have the privilege to do these things. If you and I can't impact them the way we'd like to, the least we can do is be grateful for the discoveries and opportunities we've been afforded over the past few months. On that very preachy note, help someone out. The best part is that someone could be you. That's it from me. If you found this episode interesting, subscribe to the channel and share it with your friends. I'll be back tomorrow with an edition of Freewheeling Fridays. Until then, stay safe, stay indoors, and most importantly, stay happy. I'll talk to you soon. Right before we end, Research for this episode came from the World Economic Forum and a critical super ego.